to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia. Welcome to another round of the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here at Georgia Public Broadcasting. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. Large device or small, and it's uh, it's us. Hannah's over there. I'm over here. And our, our guest this week is a fun one. Probably the busiest man in high school football right now in the state of Georgia. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> New Lowndes head coach, Zach Grage. He should be calling in any minute now so he could interrupt our very defined rundown here in the open. Yes. So, but, but, but that's welcomed. Yes, welcomed. Yeah, we always like interruptions here on the show. So mm-hmm. we'll catch up with Zach a little further along in the show. But you have the rundown. So what topics do you have on your mind that you want to get to before we get to Zach? I've got the rundown. Yes, you well, do. Well, I want to know how your Easter weekend was first, John. The okay. weather held off this weekend. It did. So it was beautiful. How was Easter? Mine was kind of split uh, mm-hmm. with the duties that I have on match day for Atlanta United, You know where you get to see somebody's big old 40-foot head now on the halo board yeah. at halftime. Yes. Hey, it, tell the folks, the fans of John Nelson, you can't just skim over that like it's nothing. Why not? Season's already started. John is now on the big screen at the bins during halftime of the United Games, and that is so awesome. Congratulations, Thank John. you. No, it's fun. And uh, what we get to do, it's like doing a sports cast, mm-hmm. literally at halftime for Atlanta United. You go over first half highlights, you go over – keys and stats and things and literally three and a half minutes goes by like that but it's like doing a sports cast except it's in front of 40,000 people live on a halo board but no it's been fun so cool if you need a co-host you know who to call (laughs) I'm pointing to myself yes for the for those of you only listening Hannah just pointed to herself but no thank you very much now it was was, it's very cool to be able to do that and uh, you know share my love of soccer and Atlanta United and get to do that on on forever for every home match it's very cool well, we had the girls' first Easter. Okay. We split time, too. We uh, split time between my in-laws and then my family, and everybody was so exhausted. The girls slept 12 hours last night straight. Far out. I don't set an alarm because they wake me up around 6.37. They didn't wake up till 8. So it was a mad dash this morning to get them fed and ready and out the door. Well, me out the door. Yes. They're at home. Mm-hmm. So um, they had a great weekend, though. They were just, it was a lot. Okay. A lot. The day was great. Sunday was beautiful yes. with all of the family time. Right. But they screamed the entire <laughs> way home, 30 minutes in the car, uh, nonstop, tried everything, all the tips and tricks. They screamed okay. the whole way home. Okay. But the moment we walked in the door, sigh of relief. Of course. Everyone's fine. Yep. Bottles and mouths. Yeah. Early bedtime. For you, yes. 12 hours straight. Nice. That, that was great. That yeah. was great. And so what I will do is I will let everybody here on the cast, let's see, it's uh, King James and let's see, it's uh, the Outlaw Jesse and Commander Sandy. No, sorry, it's Jake this time. So it's Jake the Snake. So what happens when you have like a really dark thing that you're having to look through. So Jake <laughs> the Snake, King James, and Commander Sandy. Here's my question for everybody that we'll talk about after the interview. Favorite Easter Candy. Oh, that's on the board. So, All right. so I'll add it to the rundown. Add it to the rundown. <laughs> so that's f- uh, favorite Easter candy, and I'll just tell you right now, my entire freezer is filled with Reese's. 
all the different kinds of Reese's, and they actually have the actual eggs now too. Yeah, it's not like yeah. the not like the the Reese's the big peanut butter egg, the mm-hmm. the one that's the flat one. They actually do have like eggs now, and so that's a good. So that's the question to the floor that we'll discuss a little later on. All right. So yeah, for me, uh, the boss was back home with her mom, and so she got to have Easter service back home in Ozark, Alabama, got home yesterday, and with me, with my duties with Atlanta United, I was back home. So it was a split holiday for us. Topic number two, what's on yeah. your mind? Well, we hope everyone had a great weekend. Yes, that too. We're going to give everyone updates on the reclassification, spring schedules, coaching carousel. But first, you brought a new friend in we to have a the new, studio we here. We have a, a brand new, new helmet, friend. A used helmet. It's very scratched up. Yes. So we're going to add this to the studio, John. Tell us about it. It is from our friends at Cook, believe it or not. Our friends at Cook down in Adel, Georgia. Adel, Georgia. And, uh, you know, Region 1AA. And someone who knows a lot about Region 1AA. Speaking of Region 1AA. But he's now left 1AA, and now he's (laughs) headed to other places. Okay, uh, Zach, my first question to you, since you're not going to be on to answer this question after the show is over. Favorite Easter candy. What's your favorite Easter candy? Ooh, great question. Right now, it would be the Starburst. Uh, jelly beans. Oh, okay. Those are so good. But you know what I had for the first time this weekend is Sour Patch Kids jelly beans. Way better Ooh. than Starburst. Way better. Ooh, that'd be tough. I got to try this. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we, we have new friends here. Uh, our friends up at Cooked in Adel, they they sent in a helmet. And so now we get to add it to the studio. And that's what we kind of, we're kind of, you know, steamrolling our way through Region 1AA and into your new gig. Do we have a lounge helmet? No, we don't. Oh, well, you we see, might need don't one. feel bad. I don't have one yet either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so coach, I'm, you. I'm um, getting my office organized. <laughs> yeah, congratulations on the new gig. You just got into town last week, right? What's it been like? Uh, I talked to my old offensive line coach, CJ Easterly, that's now a married person's, and he was talking about saying that I said it's like a category five hurricane uh, all the time, but it's awesome. It's exactly what you signed up for, and. Things going a million miles. I got my OC waiting in the staff room to meet with him about what we need to do. Head in spot. Like it's just, it's been great trying to get a staff put together. And uh, the fact that it's April 18th um, puts even more added pressure. But I mean, where else would you rather be? I mean, when it comes to this, the job and the availability, we all know that Jamie Dubo's left and he went to Orange Beach. He went back home to the state of Alabama. I mean, how long, how, what was the timetable here? To, to make sure that everything was in place for you? I mean, what from beginning to end, how long did it take for this to happen for you? Uh, I guess a week, maybe. <laughs> uh, I think he left Thursday, I think is when the news started coming out, or maybe he, maybe he told the kids that Thursday before spring break. And then I went in for an interview that next Friday. I got called Wednesday. Um, we were in spring break. We were just hanging out of the house, uh, redoing our kids' rooms, as a matter of fact, and got called Wednesday, interviewed Friday. We did the family visit on Saturday, um, made the decision Sunday, and told my coaches on Monday night and told my kids on Tuesday morning and then started here Wednesday morning. So had our first staff meeting Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Wow. Well, you didn't have to so go very it far. Was, it was quick. <laughs> right. And that's – well, it's far when you drive – like real early in the morning and real late at night, it mm-hmm. seems a lot further. It's a little solid 45 minutes, but uh, my in-laws are kind of halfway to Thomasville. They're in Dixie and Brooks County, and you know, I can always stop there if I need to. But, again, you know, small sacrifices for you know an opportunity like this. 
So are you going to commute, or is the family planning on moving there? Oh, or? no, we're moving. We actually, <laughs> okay. today, today was a huge day. So uh, we actually just found a rental, which are, I'm assuming, all over the state of Georgia and probably over the country are just crazy to come by. So we did get a call. We got a rental. Uh, we'll be in there June 6th. So we'll be all in. Our kids are going to finish over at Thomasville for the rest of the year. May 20th is their last day of school. And then they'll come visit schools the last week of lounge uh, schooling, which they get out like May 25th. And then, yeah, we're we're moving right after that. June 6th, get over here, start summer workouts, and, and go. And then we're hoping to try and find some land and build. Oh, wow. Uh, so we're going to be renting a place. That's exciting. Why we're, yeah, we found some awesome land yesterday. We'll see if the guy's willing to, to part with it. But, no, right now, again, flying around, hair caught on fire, <laughs> and chickens with heads cut off, and, but no, it's been it's been really, really, really good. A lot of people trying to help as well. Well, and, and that was one of the things that I wanted to get into since you mentioned it. And you talk about family visits and things like that. I mean, you're talking about families and coaches and everyone that's associated with all of this stuff. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts that I don't think a lot of folks understand and realize that have to do when there is a coaching change and a staff comes in, I mean, it's a lot of different dimensions that are in play here. I don't think a lot of folks understand all of that other stuff that goes into something like this. Well, I mean, for instance, today's staff meeting, uh, we met this morning at seven. Kids are coming in at eight. They all have first block, uh, you know, weightlifting, I guess, football class, whatever. And our opening topic at seven was academics recruiting, getting kids on trips. Like it had nothing to do with the quote unquote football X's and O's. It's we talked about, all right, here's what we're doing today. When the kids walk in today, here's our schedule. Is everybody good with that? Yes. All right, good. Now let's focus on this stuff. You know, how are academics done here before? Here's what I've done in the past. Here's where we need to delegate these responsibilities. We got to get, um, you know, access to all their grades to the coaching staff. So we had to set up like a football class on the computer, um, and get that approved with the administration and how we're going to sign in. I mean, there's all, uh, you're right, John. I mean, there's just between that recruiting, start looking at, you know, we got coaches coming in next week, um, you know, start next week with their recruiting visits with colleges. So, you know, getting everything ready who are, and that's, and that's me too, knowing, you know, I might have nicknames for about five kids right now, but I don't, <laughs> I'm still trying to learn all of our kids and uh, coach Anders and coach Akers are OC in DC right now. They, they've been phenomenal about, Hey, you guys need to get me a list of all recruitable athletes. So I kind of know who I'm talking about when people come in and ask me, uh, you know, who's Cooper Melvin or Tate Sermons or uh, Elijah Colvin, or that's about all of them I know right now with both names. So I can't go any further, but um, yeah, it's, it's uh there's a lot of, of parts that go into it. And then you still got, you know, mama and the kids back at home and trying to make it back for some baseball games and things in the evening. It's uh it's been fun. When you hear Lowndes High School in Valdosta, crazy football town, that's what you think, right? So this is a big coaching position, big shoes to fill, lots of expectations and pressure. What was your original message to the team when, when you showed up last week? Just know we're gonna get, you're going to get our best. I mean, everything you can do with the men that are around you, I can just promise you that we'll be all in. We'll be all in as a family. Um, we're very excited about trying to help you know, build the one Lowndes movement. And when you go around and you're meeting, you know, I spent last week meeting in some middle schools. I'm about to go meet with the middle school kids later this week, meeting with our staffs at all levels, six through 12. But the hearing what people are willing to do and sacrifices they may be willing to make or just coach whatever we can do to help Lance, whatever we can do 
to help this movement is, is what we're willing to do. And just the support that you have from the administration um, and the community. I mean, you know, again, folks are coming out of the woodwork in that honeymoon phase. People are trying to help out. And, uh, you know, I told there was a lady up in the board office last week. She said, Coach, we just love football and we'll do whatever we can to help you. And I said, it's really easy to say we ain't lost any games yet. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, we'll see if that's the same on that Monday morning. Um, and hopefully we don't have that opportunity, but, you know, we're trying to win them all. Um, but it's been, again, Take it learning you can how get to it. use our resources. <laughs> it has been a big transition, um, you know, in a, in a smaller place. But the pressure, I mean, the pressure in South Georgia, anywhere you go, yeah. is going to be the same. And that's why I tell you about the best thing I ever did was go to LJ and um, realize how important it was to get back down here where, you know, football really was has that importance and it's a you know it's a way of life down here. It's not just something you do. Yeah, I mean you've done it in different football towns in Thomasville. You know what it's like to get to the last game of the year and and be successful there. And now you're jumping from Thomasville into Valdosta and at Lowndes in one of the toughest regions, not just in the state. I would say, and I would say it's one of the toughest regions in the country, especially the way that things have now regridded with reclassification. You're going into a you're going into a bit of a forest fire there in one seven A. Yeah, with unbelievable coaching staff, too, and that's been great to reach out. You know, it's neat uh, coaching with Sean and Shelton at, at Cockwood, so we've got that relationship. Coach Heron was one of the first ones to reach out. I don't think you'll find a better man in high school football uh, than Jeff Heron. Um, and then I knew uh, Matt Lazat up to Richmond Hill. We coached a couple all-star games together. So you have that relationship with them, but you also understand, I mean, every Friday night, just like any, I think uh, I've said it before, Region 1, Double A, single A, triple A, seven A. I mean, any region one football is going to be what a lot of folks live for. And that's where, you know, you have the people that are interested in coming down and getting a piece of it. We've had a couple guys, uh, even at Lounge. So we had a, a guy come back from, from North Georgia um, and started work today. And it's fantastic. But some of those guys that have taken a similar path that I have, I think that, you know, got their feet wet here at Lounge and then went off to try and grow their career, and then, bam, they end up back here. And how many, um, you know, the, the guys that have had success here, the, the Greg Reeds and Telvin Smith and Randall Godfrey's, and, I mean, you can go down the list, Kenny Moore, oh, my goodness. Um, but then listening to people in the community about how much they're involved and they come into youth camps and they're already, you know, so really trying to continue to grow that and get everybody back in here to show, you know, show these guys what they're working for and, you know, the pride and everything South Georgia is going to be there. We just got to continue to grow it and, uh, you know, give everybody our best effort, just like I mentioned before. Well, you don't have very long to implement your new system, especially before spring practice really Hit gets, gets rolling. How would you describe yeah. your system? What what can people there expect from you? Uh, simple, fast, fun. Uh, we challenge them all the time. We're going to do the, the small things, the best in the state. Uh, we're going to fall in love with the fundamentals. We're going to challenge ourselves to be great every day. Uh, it's just like this morning, somebody was running around the weight room and they were walking and I said their name and without me saying what was they were doing wrong or what I expected, they started running. So they knew the <laughs> expectation. Um, so I, but I just had to say, hey, so-and-so, and bam, they started running. That's my challenge. And I talked to the whole team about that. I said, when you get to the point where you do that on your own or your teammates are able to hold you accountable without somebody going over your shoulder, I said, that's when you start talking about state champions and that's how people become president and that's how people become CEOs and that's how people you know the, there's there's only a few presidents there's only a few people running companies there's a lot of people that work for them I say we want to be the ones that run this place we want to be the ones that 
um, you know, go on to bigger and better things and maximize our ability. And once we start learning how to do that, uh, so we will push these these young men as hard as we can. We will love on them even harder. Uh, we will challenge ourselves. You know, I, I, I can't stand, you know, the, the mental penalties or mental breakups. So our organization, you know, will be as, as, as gritty as possible. And that's like I challenged the coaches today. I said, you know, we're going to really do a great job of having a D1 locker room. Everything we do is first class. Everything we do is D1. We're going to have the best stuff and, 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 and spoil the kids that way, I guess you could look at it. But then we also got to make sure that we're setting a great example. So I kind of challenge the coaches to, um, you know, have a little spring cleaning of our field house and the spring cleaning of our locker room and, uh, you know, make sure that our offices are on tip-top shape, using our facilities to the best that we can so that our kids can mimic that. But uh, I know, again, we'll be, you know, up-tempo, exciting-type atmosphere. Uh, we will do our best to maximize our, our kids' abilities. If we've got a great quarterback, a bunch of great receivers, then, you know, may throw it a little more. If we've got a big old line with a couple great backs, uh, which I think we have, you know, may run the ball a little more. And then defensively, um, you know, I think Coach Anders will be multiple as far as our looks, but everything's going to start with being gap sound and fundamentally sound and aligned correctly and then get it to where our kids can just go play fast and just let them go be – uh, South Georgia football players that already have a ton of pride in Lowndes and this program and this town and let that show itself on a Friday night. Zach Grage, the new head coach of the Lowndes Vikings, hanging out with us for another couple of minutes in between meetings as he's running because I can hear the nat- I can hear the <laughs> wind in this conversation as he's being... Yeah, I promise you, John, I'm not running anywhere right now. <laughs> it's just so windy outside. You're in between meetings right now, so we, we, we won't keep you much longer. What advice would you give a younger coach that wants to challenge themselves like you are challenging yourself going from a Thomasville to a Lowndes, what advice would you give younger coaches that want to challenge themselves the way that you have with your career? Um, I'd say, man, if you look, me and my wife talked about this the other night, I guess 15, well, 12 years ago, I was a ninth grade coach at, at Cockle County High School. Seven years ago, I was a head coach at Gilmer High School. Um, but you look at, you know, I've been blessed with working underneath great mentors and great coaches uh, and not just head coaches, just yeah, you, the, the guys I've been able to surround myself with and continue that network and continue the communication and not being afraid. You know, if you see something done, we had kind of have a motto in here. Um, we have people that are delegated with certain responsibilities, but if you see something that needs done, do it, you know, go in and work. Don't be afraid. I, I think it'd be great for every young coach to come up and learn how to paint fields and mow grass and do all the things that, you know, some of the old school guys, you know, they'll tell you stories how they had to, you know, walk uphill both ways, 10 miles to get to work. But in the snow, a lot of that's true. Yeah. In the snow. I mean, it's a lot of that is true. You know, putting in the extra work is you see more and more nowadays. I think young guys coming out of school that want to go straight to, to chasing a title and, and being a coordinator and, you know, get all the accolades on Twitter. And, you know, right now, uh, I, I really hope that it doesn't get to be about that. I hope that people find themselves uh, wanting to work as hard as they can and then, you know, mesh in when you find somebody that's willing to help you and, and teach you and, um, you know, be somebody that you can call on for advice, you know, really cling to those people and understand it is a fraternity now and, and people are willing to help you get to bigger and better things or help you accomplish your goals, but don't be afraid to, you know, somebody's got to wash the clothes. Somebody's got to get the equipment out. Somebody's got to do some of those things. And when you put in that work and people see it, then uh, they'll always be in your corner to try and help you out. 
Well, you certainly set the bar high after your first head coaching gig at Gilmer. You never had a losing season at Thomasville in your six seasons there. You never missed a playoff, including a final appearance last year against Fitzgerald. So we're excited what you're gonna for what you're gonna do there at Lowndes this fall. My last question for you is: um, give us an idea of what your spring schedule looks like, when we can expect your scrimmage, and um, and what you're gonna do in the in the next couple of weeks, just gathering your thoughts. Uh, we'll be passing out equipment next week. We will open up with pads on May 4th, and we'll do kind of a uh, two practices and then a film day, you know, kind of two practices and then a day to uh, reflect on those practices uh, throughout those 13 days where you can get to 10 practices. And then May 20th, uh, we do host TIFT. Uh, they will come over and we'll have the spring scrimmage that was already set up. And then I think we turn around and scrimmage them again in the fall. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll try and do our best. And, and like you said, we, we've got – we got to have our daily focus, um, and then that daily focus will turn into what are we trying to get out of this spring. And right now it's going to be, you know, learning our personnel, um, getting us. It's not going to be a big thing. We're going to come out in the spring and watch us throw a bunch of new different schemes out of there. You may not see, um, you know, the trick plays and uh, all the different things. We hope to get in over the summer. Right now the focus is going to be uh, playing sound, sharp football, being fundamentally sound. Uh, making it simple to where our guys can fly around and really learn more of how we practice and how we do things, how we approach the field house, how we break the field house, how we, heck, this morning uh, we practiced our breakdown. So, like, the kids are done with the weight room and I had to teach them how, how we respond to one whistle and how we respond to two whistles and are we going to say lounge or are we going to say Vikings? Um, you know, but then also understanding this is not a program that you have to go in and reinvent the wheel. So, like, I asked the kids, hey, what if – you know, what have y'all done? You say, I think they say Vikings and, and boom. Uh, so that's, we continue to do that because it's not something that you have to, you know, you're not coming into a one and nine program. You're coming into a 10 and three program that's had a lot of success uh, over a, a pretty long amount of time. So, um, you know, don't come in and, and ruffle a lot of feathers per se, but also do enough to you know, put your stamp on it and get the program in. And I will tell you, the kids have been so receptive. The coaching staff, has been extremely receptive, uh, and that's tough with it being so late, but they've been unbelievable, so I couldn't pick a better group of men to work with as well. Well, well, Zach, thanks for hanging out with us in between meetings, rushing from one end of campus to the other. We know how large that Lowndes campus is, and (laughs) and, uh, thanks for hanging out with us and uh, letting us in on the uh, 9,000 miles an hour that you are approaching this job now at Lowndes. Thanks for hanging out with us on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Go to your next meeting. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you all. Thanks. So, Zach Grage, the new head coach of the Lowndes High Vikings, and yikes. He sounds like he's running a mile a minute. Even though he says he's not running, he sounds like he is running more than a mile a minute right now. I mean, you talk about hitting the ground running. What's faster than hitting the ground running? I think that's what Zach is doing right now. I'm tired just thinking about it. <laughs> it's exhausting. It, and I'm tired with yeah. two baby twins. Yeah, but no, that was that was it was good to catch up with him in between meetings. Literally, I just had this vision of him. I mean, because I mean, I, how many times have you have you been to the the Lounge campus? Have I you, have not. Okay, yet. literally, it takes up an entire exit. Uh, I mean, it is that much real estate. Like, if you're driving up and down 75, the stadium, the school, I mean, everything. It is a huge campus. I mean, literally, it's like a college campus right there at that exit. And it almost takes up half of an exit. It's almost like a 
you know, like a quarter mile long, maybe a half mile long. I might be exaggerating, but there's a lot of real estate there. And I just have this vision of him now kind of like, you know, doing the, the run like you're like you're late for your plane kind of a run. That's how I envision Zach right now, going from meeting to meeting. Just hair in the wind. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, it was great to catch up with him and uh, yeah, see how I'm, things I'm are going. I'm happy he squeezed us in. Yeah, so. it was very, very cool. Um, okay, so back to Region 1 AA. Yeah, we'll go from we'll go from Region 1 7A back to Region 1 AA. To his old job. To his old job at Thomasville. When he was in Thomasville. And Region 1 AA, we want to thank uh, Doc Mike McCartney, the play-by-play voice of the Cook Hornets in Adel. See now, you know that you're... You know, when you're wearing something on your hand, you can pound a helmet. But uh, right here, the, for those watching on the video side, we now have a new friend, a Cook Hornets helmet right here with us. But that is not the only thing that we got. You that have is, more. That you is not the only swag. thing that Doc Mike sent us. All right, let me open this. Yeah, open it. Yeah. So I know that that may not necessarily sound good for radio, but uh, he sent... As a part of the care package. John wouldn't let me open this before the podcast. No, because people want to hear you <laughs> opening the, the package. Okay, let's see what it so is. So it is a, I because I haven't oh, seen this nice. either. Yeah, so it is a 20-ounce tumbler. It's a 20-ounce Arctic tumbler that has. Cook. It's, yeah, and it's got the Cook. Cook Adele and, Dental Associates. Yeah, and that's, that, is, that is where uh, Dr. Nice. Michael McCartney uh, is employed. This is his, this is his. Is this our plug? Well, this is this is, podcast brought to you by Adel Dental Associates? Well, it's brought, well, it's brought to us by our, our new toys from Doc Mike, and so that's very, very cool. So a Cook Hornets tumbler, and uh, as I dip below the uh, the line here, something else for Hannah to add to her collection. Oh, I, you know what? I need a new drawer because they are my drawers are getting so filled with these shirts that it won't shut. So uh, once again, and then this is apparently this was the last of its kind, according to. Now that's a cool T-shirt. According to Doc Mike, this is the last of its kind because these were wrapped up in, in cellophane and launched out of a T-shirt cannon at the home games. We got to read it for the folks who are not so watching. Yes, true. Hornets equation for success: desire plus dedication plus determination plus discipline equals domination. And, and it's and it's. And it's a, How would you describe it? There's, a, rather, there's... <laughs> a rather muscular cook hornet. <laughs> and there's in, some in graves. One, in one triple. There's some, it looks like you're putting putting people into the grave. Yes. And so it's a rather muscular cook hornet that is uh, doing, it is, it is a, uh, asserting well, its you, dominance. Thank you, John. So that goes what to What size Hannah. did you get me now? I don't know if I'm quite, if I, if but this, still. this might be a little large. Let's see here. That's got to be an XL, I think. Oh, for sure. I think it's an XL. For sure. Is it? XL. That's it. So Hannah gets to add that to the collection. Yeah. And so we get to add uh, our new toy, the helmet. And once again, thanks to Doc Mike and everybody Love down it. at Cook High and Adel for helping us out. Have a tumbler where we can have our favorite liquids, have our helmet that we can add to the set, and Hannah gets a new T-shirt because we know how it is with twins. Yes, yes, we do. So big thanks to everybody in Adel. And so if you, meaning a collective you that are either watching or listening, want to add your friend to our set, reach out to me on Twitter, reach out to us on email, however you want to do it, and you can have your new friends, and we can have our new friends added to our set, just like our friends at Cook have done it there. What's on your agenda? I was looking up if Cook was affected by the reclassification. All right, so what region are they in now? Well, hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is where we need, like, hold music. 
No, no, they're still in Region 1 AA, so no, okay. they, they were not affected. Um, I was looking on So it's the... Fitzgerald and Jeff Davis that uh, Cook has to go with. Head coach Byron Slack, mm-hmm. the new head coach of the Cook Hornets, has uh, Jeff Davis and Fitzgerald for the next two seasons in reclassification. Yeah, the GHSA website did not have this year's region updated, so I then I had to go to our friends at Max Preps. Okay. Um, yes, Region 1, AA still, Okay. but we do have an update on reclassification, right, John? Yeah, and it's looking like after this two-year cycle, it's going to be one less A. And so Which we'll, is a good thing. Yes. Uh, I've, you know, I've been a proponent uh, for less A's for quite some time mm-hmm. because of the distance and specifically having to do with the non-revenue sports. It's always been a concern about having to go from one end of the state to the other for a non-revenue sport or anything that's in the midweek while you're in your school year. Uh, you know, you look at the, the these two seasons coming up and give you an example, Region 17A and, you know, having to having Zach on to discuss 17A in your schools are basically Richmond Hill, which is just south of Savannah, having to travel all the way at some point to Moultrie to take on Calkwood County. And so it's a long way. That is a long way. That is uh, from our dear friend Tommy Palmer. That is a, a lot pa- of money. That's a pack of lunch and a dinner trip, and if not a midnight snack in some cases. So you have uh, Benedictine. I think they get to travel from uh, to the north to Waynesboro and Burke County to the south and Jessup. So if Benedictine's the spoke in the wheel, and they're having to go north to Waynesboro and south to Jessup, how is that for Wayne County and Burke County when they have to play each other? So. Uh, good that we have one less A coming up in two years after the, this new two-year cycle. So we'll have one less A, and we'll see how that applies for the championships after that. And as promised for our listeners, we are getting closer to closer. a full reclassification podcast, closer. breaking everything down. Right, so Commander Sandy? You, that you, will you, be this has been soon. part of Commander Sandy's <laughs> mandate in the offseason. It's going to take a lot of work. The vision, but it is. Yeah. yeah. A lot of work. It's coming to fruition <laughs> slowly but surely. Yeah, so it'll be out just before the season right. starts. We're going to have a deep dive on reclassification and how it looks for yeah. uh, coming out of the last cycle, going into this next two-year cycle, catching up with a bunch of different folks, getting a lot of different uh, ideas as to what they think about reclassification and the next two-year cycle going forward. Yeah, and like Justin Rogers at Thomas County Central, I talked to him for my blog slash vlog. Mm-hmm. I interviewed him on Zoom, and the Yellow Jackets were the only county school in the state to jump two class from 4A to 6A. So Mm. needless to say, he's not a fan of the multiplier and the reclassification there, making that really tough on him for his new gig. But um, I digress. Yes. We will hear from him on that uh, reclassification podcast as well. Next topic on your agenda. All right. So spring schedules, John. We just heard from Coach Grage about what's happening at Lowndes. What can we expect for spring? Some schools, practice is already underway. We're waiting on some. You're you're looking at just uh, unofficial workouts kinds of things. But, uh, you know, Zach, mentioned 13 for 10 so it's basically a two-week period 13 days you can get 10 workouts in you sit there and and I think that uh, Zach said it you know probably the best way you sit there and you do some workouts you sit there and you analyze what happened and then you sit there and you learn from what you've analyzed and going forward so uh, what I would like here's the homework assignment for everyone out there and uh, Rusty Mansell on his Twitter has done Mm -hmm. a great job of it so I will suggest this as well for your favorite team if it is out there, what their schedule is, when they're practicing, when their spring game is, 
tweet it to us at GPB Sports so we can share the information with the rest of the state so everyone can keep up with everyone else going on around the state so that way we can have the information, you can have the information, you can have everyone else's information. Let's make this a shared experience when it comes to spring practice. Let everyone know what's going on in your part of the world, what you're looking forward to the most and what you're looking forward to with spring as well. Who are some of the stars that you're looking forward to? Who are you looking forward to when it comes to spring practice? Some of the up-and-comers, maybe up, uh, uh, underclassmen. Under is the word I was looking for. Not upper, but under. Underclassmen, some of those rising sophomores, rising juniors, some of the, the ones that are kind of below the radar, you know, the make-that-kid-and-offer types that we might need to keep an eye on. So let us know what's going on in your part of the world, at GBB Sports, at OSG Nelson, at Hannah C. Gooden, then that way we can share it with the rest of the state and let us know, and we'll get just as prepared as you are when it comes to spring practice and spring games. And last thing on the list, besides the obvious, yes. Zach Rage, new head coach at Lowndes. That means there is an opening for Thomasville. Right. Any significant, significant coaching changes since the last time we were on? Well, I mean, obviously we talked about Byron Slack yep. and Cook. Uh, Thomasville now being open. Obviously the, the Jamie Dubose departure to Orange Beach, which created the situation yeah. and the opening for Zach, which had Zach on the show this week. Uh, right now, I think Worth County, I think, may still be looking for a coach, which goes back into the region that we were talking about. Uh, Philip Ironside, I think, after two seasons at Worth County in Sylvester, uh, that one is open. And so that the, the biggest one on the board has now become Thomasville as we go forward. So we'll keep an eye on that. I think pretty much everyone is in place. But the movement of Zach Grage to Lowndes has created Thomasville. I haven't seen anything yet about uh, a possible successor there for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Justin Rob- Rogers' new biggest rival, and I talked to him just hours after it was announced. And I'm not exactly <laughs> sure he knew that Coach so Grage bro- was you, leaving. you broke the news to Justin? I'm not 100% sure, but the look on his face when I asked him about it, he was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> eyes opened a little bit. So um, I'm, I'm actually sure he knew, but maybe he was hoping I wasn't going to ask him too much. Yeah. Too much about him. All right. Well, well, wait a minute. We got to do the Easter candy bit. Oh, oh yeah, Remember, yeah. Remember, before okay. we go. All right, okay. so behind the glass and in the cage. Favorite Easter candy, Commander Sandy. Commander Sandy, Easter candy. You know, you guys, I do like those Reese's eggs. Everybody right loves those. Right there so with good. you. Those are, those right so there good. with you. But you also mentioned the the Starburst jelly beans, mm-hmm. which are good. Yeah. Uh, too. So those are two good ones. I, I like both of those. All right. So, uh, you know, Jake the Snake and, and King James, uh, you know, uh, you can shout it out or just wander over to Commander <laughs> Sandy's microphone. Or it, just relay the message. Just, just. Oh, just M and M's, just good old M and M's. Okay, see, see now, King James. He, you know what? That is so James. <laughs> I could have guessed straight that. Straight up solid stuff. I could have guessed. I mean that that, that is that is a no just nonsense classic. answer. It's classic answer. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. whatsoever. And Jake, Jake the Snake, Whoppers. Whoppers. Okay. Oh. Okay. So now, 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 okay. now, Snake. All right. I used now, to love those. Whoppers or Milk Duds. Milk duds. Easy. I do like milk duds. Yeah. See, because when you went Whoppers, I had to go to the opposite. That's like the Almond Joy Mounds uh, mm-hmm. question. It's like mm-hmm. if you're a fan of those, and I'm not a fan of either one, but it's like Almond Joy or Mounds, Whoppers or Milk Duds. See, that's the same thing. I'm all in Milk Duds. Sorry. Okay. So I'm right there with you. Milk, milk Duds. All right. So for me, it's Reese's. Uh, it's a default. My, my freezer is so stacked with all of the different kinds of Reese's. I mean, the large, the large three-inch tall bunny. 
Those the, just the ones shaped as an egg just taste better. Yes. Or shaped as a bunny. They just yeah. something about it. They just taste better. And so I have the the ones that are the Reese's that are shaped like the eggs, the, the like the flat ones mm-hmm. that that are like the eggs, the standard. Those are the best. And then you have the they legitimately now have eggs like you know the Cadbury egg size thing. Okay, they, so Cadbury eggs are my favorite. But Candy. now Reese's is trying to. Love compete those. against okay. that by actually doing like an egg that has Reese's on the inside. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to be the voice of reason there. Yeah. So you now have the two-dimensional flat one that like we've always right. had. Mm-hmm. Now the three-dimensional actual egg they've added to it too. And I also have the the king size Easter bunny, the three the three inch tall one. Mm-hmm. I've got that. Literally, the boss Patty, my wife, she went and got every possible Reese's you could get. Every because <laughs> she knows kind. you so well. Yes. And so what this means is, is that I will have enough Reese's in the fridge until football season. Well, bring me one next time you come into one, the office. W- well, you say one, and it's okay, like one, one bag. Of, <laughs> see, okay, now that they see that's that's good specificity. One bag uh, that I can do. I mean, it's just, but maybe so Cadbury eggs for me, and my new favorite is yeah. the Sour Patch Kids jelly beans. Okay, one the green ones are sour, and the pink ones are sweet, and they equal sour and watermelon. And if you eat them both at the ah, same time, okay. So you're you're into do you're into combining resources. Yeah, when yeah, it comes, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. with your so sour good. patch. All right. So well, what they al- come like that. They come like that in the bag. Okay. Sour and, and no sweet. peeps. Finally, no, no peeps. No. no. Retire the peeps. No. And, the and girls and did get peep stuffed animals though, which are really cute. They didn't My mom like, try to eat them, them, did they? No. Oh, they're stuffed peeps. Okay. Large stuffed peeps. And did you see that Peeps is trying to add flavors? Oh, like the coffee? Yeah, it's like they're trying what? to they're trying to add flavors to the peep flavor now. That sounds disgusting. It is. I mean, I have zero desire, and I'm sorry for those. John's people. calling it in. The, there are folks who love peeps, and you know, more power to you. That is not my style whatsoever. But they've started to add flavored peeps. And Peeps, and by the way, this is now John's podcast on Easter candy, and the captioner on this podcast is going to be very unhappy. Yeah, translation, Commander Sandy, (laughs) as she's she's piecing this together. I think she's going like this, the wrap-up side, John. I think I can see. Stop talking about Easter candy that everyone else likes and you don't. You know what? Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it Fine. up. Fine. Submit your Easter candy uh, likes and dislikes as well. and uh, yeah, Everyone now, will thank us. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Everyone's still listening, at least. Yes, or watching. Thanks for accessing us, however you're doing so, on the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. For everyone behind the glass, King James, Jake the Snake, uh, the Outlaw Jesse, and uh, Commander Sandy. I think I've covered everybody who's here this week. And, and uh, let's see, and you, Hannah, mm-hmm. you're, you're a part of this, too. I am. Yes. So uh, for everybody that's a part of this, when we do this, it's fantastic. Glad to be back here in studio. Keep an eye on all of our, our social media platforms and at gpb.org slash sports. Blogs. Fr- blog, blog. Blogs mm-hmm. are up, and uh, I'll figure out a topic, and we'll talk about that too. But like, friend, be a part of the conversation on all of our social media platforms. That was a uh, three-dimensional Football Fridays in Georgia podcast. Thanks to Zach Grage, the head coach of the Lions Vikings. Thanks to Hannah. Thanks to you for hanging out with us. Play it safe, everybody. Enjoy your Easter candy.
to you by the Georgia Governor's Office of Highway Safety, reminding you to buckle up, Georgia.